You're listening to Under the Sun Podcast. Get ready for interviews with guests that are experts and enthusiasts in all kinds of fields and topics where we discuss a little bit of everything. Everything? Everything. What about everything? You heard it, folks. Nothing is off limits. If it's under the sun, we're talking about it. And now, the dawn of discourse, the connoisseur of conversation, the chief of chit-chat, your host, Evan Dixon. Five, four, three, two, one. Lito motherfucking Albioni. What is up, sir? How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I'm so glad that you finally got to come on because, you know, we said we'd do this day and then I had to cancel and then, you know, the next day you had to cancel. It, it was like a, it was bad luck, you know, because we kept canceling on each other because we've been trying to do this for a couple weeks now, you know? Yeah, unfortunately, that's just how it goes, and I feel like you've had this happen with a lot of your other guests, but I'm, oh, just, yeah. I'm just glad we can do it now. Yeah, dude, same um, here. Yeah, yeah you were sure. you were like one of the first guests that I wanted to have on, because you and me are special in a way, because we were once facing, you know, a somewhat semi-nicotine addiction, you know? Oh, yeah. And then we both kicked that boot. Yeah, I feel like we're a couple of the few people who have done that considering right like all of our friends or whatever well it's weird to say that we're so young right but you know we we all face like the challenges of nicotine because if you because yeah. if you go back a couple generations you know like you know being addicted to nicotine wasn't a thing it wasn't as fashion it's well it's weird to say that nicotine is fashionable or a lifestyle it, and it sucks to say but right now in this day and age 2021 it is it's it's, you know, seriously a lifestyle where one thing is in and then the next thing is out. Like, you know, it started with the jewel and then it went to the fix and then it went to puff bars and, you know, the Sorn drops or whatever. And I don't know what it is now. I was, I went golfing with Jack and Liam the other day yeah. and they pulled out their vape devices. They were talking about it and I was, I was like, what the fuck is it now? You know, yeah. it's, well, I mean, even uh, back to what you're saying, like how it's, like even fashionable or trendy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Well, back in the 90s and obviously much earlier than that, uh, they would av- advertise cigarettes and it was so normal. For, like most of the people uh, were smoking cigarettes and it was more, um, it was like advertised and you see like those old ads like oh, doctors recommend Marlboro or however you, I don't know. Mar- you uh, uh, Marlboro, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Like doctors advertise this because it's healthy and you know, it was like, it was like more, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it was like, definitely not as trendy as it is now because people now know like the, the bad, uh, health risks and stuff like that. But I feel like it's definitely, um, come on a new, like rise of nicotine addiction. Yeah. It's like, so like the jewels and all that are so like appealing to the younger generation and yeah once you try it you know everybody tries it and they uh they're like oh i won't get addicted like there's no way i i won't let myself but you know it's it's kind of inevitable in, in uh most situations 
Yeah, it's great. And you brought up a great point. I totally forgot way back in the day, like the 60s or 70s, some, some, somewhere around that time, right? Like they advertised cigarettes as if it was a good thing. Yeah. As if, you know, this will cure stress or, you know, this will, it'll help you. I think one of the ad campaigns was like, it'll make your lungs stronger because you're like putting like shit in it, but it'll make it stronger by putting it in there or something. Yeah, don't doubt that. I totally forgot about that because all of my grandparents have smoked. I, I totally forgot they used to smoke way, way before I was even conceived, obviously. But, yeah. you know, you talk to them at parties like, yeah, I used to, you know, smoke cigarettes and stuff because we all thought it was good. It, it was good for you. Like, it wasn't anything bad, you know? And then you fast forward a couple decades later, you're like, well, I mean, there's battery acid in here, there's rat poison, and this and that, right? Yeah, everybody's getting lung cancer, and they're like, maybe this isn't so healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's definitely been a huge switch in, you know, the way cigarettes and now electronic vapes are advertised. Like, they're advertised as, like, not good now anymore you know i mean it's, it's interesting how times have changed because back then like cigarettes were uh very normalized like it, sure. you would it's unheard of to be allowed to smoke cigarettes inside of like a restaurant or, right uh stuff like that but um yeah i think with e-vape is that's what people call it you know electronic vape like jewels and yeah. fixes and stuff that's e what yeah yeah e-cigs that's what they're called i think when those came out well, I don't know, because they've been around for around a decade now, I want to feel like. But they didn't start getting popular until, like, when we were in middle school or high school. Yeah. And my my thought process has always been, how did we get to this? Well, uh, I guess I can answer that question. Um, it was really when the salt nicotine was invented and in, uh, using, like, the jewels where uh, the level of nicotine could be uh, similar to a cigarette. Because usually the vapes before that, you wouldn't, like, feel a buzz like a cigarette. They're not strong and, like, potent with nicotine. Mm -hmm. uh, like, personally, I remember when I was in early high school, I would, like, try a vape because it was cool. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, and, uh, exactly. It would have nicotine, but I wouldn't feel anything from it. And then fast forward to sophomore year when, uh, this is probably, what, 2017, when Jules really took off. And I remember trying it. And... I was like on my ass like it felt like I was spinning you know it felt like I took 12 shots of tequila and I feel like that's how it is for a lot of people mm -hmm. like that's what gets you hooked though oh yeah it's definitely I want to say it's somewhat of a peer pressure thing this is how I got hooked on nicotine it was a whole peer pressure thing I was you know hanging out with my friends like sophomore year and I kept saying no and no and no because there wasn't what I eventually got addicted to was ZYNs, which is their little nicotine pouches that you put in your gums. And I'll get to that later. Yeah. But that wasn't a thing. It was all jewels and vapes and this. And I kept saying no because I don't like putting stuff in my lungs. I've never been a huge, you know, smoker of weed or no, vaping or anything, right? Yeah. So I think just after a while, like after the, the third dozen no to my friends, I was like, if I if I if I take this hit of this jewel, will you shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> and I did, and of course, you know, I went down a whole rabbit hole of nicotine, right? It's peer pressure has been a it's been around since the dawn of time. And saying no to it in high school, that's it's such a hard thing to do, you know? Yeah, it really is. No one prepares you for that really, I feel like. Yeah. 
hard as, as it is. But. Exactly. And I think that's kind of where this nicotine and young adolescence like epidemic thing came from. I also think it has something to do with, and Jewel started advertising this in the FDA and like, I don't know, maybe not the FDA, but some, some company started like advertising against Jewel to like stop putting out like, um, really good flavors in their Jewel pods. Do you remember that? That was a couple of years ago. That's also a problem. Vaping, there's so many different flavors. There's got to be at least over a thousand or two thousand flavors, regardless of what you're hitting it from, right? Yeah. And they they all taste good. It can be cotton candy. It can be gummy worm. It can be strawberry. It can be like there's a cucumber. There's a mango. There's so many good flavors that literally taste like you know a lemonade iced tea or some shit like that, right? Yeah. So I think some some of it also came from well, cigarettes taste awful. So let's just go to the e-cigarettes where this tastes good. And not to mention, like, I mean, this is so simplistic, but it's also true. Like, nicotine, it gives you, like, a nice relaxing buzz or something, you know? Yeah, for a lot of people, I feel like it takes the edge off, but they don't realize what it leads to. I mean, it's, like, it's very appealing, like, all the fruity and sweet flavors. And it's not like the flavors you get addicted to, it's the feeling from it. Um, So There's also a style into it, too. Because, and there used to be a style with cigarettes too, because you hold it between your two fingers, right? And you like, and then you blow it out and the smell comes out. That that used to be a cool thing. You see that in commercials and like old Western movies all the time where the guy's leaning up against the saloon, he has a cigarette in his mouth and he pulls it out. He's like, yeah. what are y'all doing around here? <laughs> I'm the fucking sheriff. You know, is it some, yeah. some bullshit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Hollywood had a little bit of influence into this, too. Oh, for sure. But it's also an act, you know, when you're at a party, you're hanging with your friends, you're just taking a couple hits, and then... And also, yeah, it became somewhat of a lifestyle where you can do tricks with it. Like, you can blow O's or do jellyfishes or whatever, whatever the tricks were. Yeah, right. Do you think some of it used to be because of mods, too? Because I used to think mods had something to do with this, too. Because... I don't think mods ever got you buzzed. I think you can literally just have water vapor in mods and then, you know, practice doing vape tricks is what they call them. Um, well, I feel like mods had a different purpose. It wasn't for, I guess it was kind of for uh, people to quit smoking, but it didn't have nearly the amount of nicotine, like. Okay, friends, we are recording off the iPad now. I was recording off my Mac before, but, um, yeah, I've just been doing so many different technical things today and i've been experiencing difficulties so we're just going to record off this ipad sound good to you buddy sounds good yeah okay so we were talking about um mods and we were talking about vape um well we can just talk about how one thing led to the other you know like uh vapes used to just be i was just talking about this but vapes used to be just for People do like tricks or blow fat clouds, but now um, it's legitimately for people to quit smoking because um, the the new salt nicotine can like supply enough nicotine to fulfill their needs because cigarettes have way more nicotine than uh, the old vapes did or whatever. So I feel like the vapes are definitely beneficial because now they actually have a purpose. 
Yeah, exactly. But the purpose was, you know, definitely misused by adolescent teens. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's... Yeah, that's what they were meant for. They were meant for people who were addicted to cigarettes, like, switch into that to an easier transition and then hopefully to quit, right? Yeah. Because, you know, statistically, it does show that, you know, vape has less harmful products in it than compared to a cigarette. Like, it doesn't have the battery acid and all that jazz. And that's not to say that vape isn't bad, but, you know, statistically, it is a lot better than you for you than cigarettes. Yeah, it's definitely better than the alternative, so that's the big goal you know people who've been smoking cigarettes since they were like 15 like <laughs> right like all the other uh old people did can now actually have a better solution exactly and you can smoke these indoor indoors That's because true. it doesn't have like a foul smell like cigarettes do you know that is true yeah so that was the i was that was a supposed benefit and the purpose for e-cigarettes and then you know high scores got a hold of them and it turned into a whole like new game oh absolutely i mean you could probably see that coming though These, well sure uh, i mean and even things have been done to it where you have to be 21 to buy nicotine now like they literally changed the law from 18 to 21 because fucking everyone was vaping yeah well you think about it there's a a lot of people who have always known that smoking cigarettes is bad and they think it's gross and they would never smoke a cigarette but you offer them with these sweet candy vapes that have just as much nicotine i mean and they try it it's like people who would never smoke cigarettes are now hooked on these like jewels sure and people who had never even gotten into you know vaping or smoking whatever it was are now into it because it's a it's a lifestyle yeah absolutely yeah and it's if e-vapes weren't a thing, I feel like there would be, like, way less people and teens smoking or vaping. Wouldn't There's, you say? There would be many less teens with the nicotine addiction. Yeah, sure. I mean, I looked this up today. I was like, what, what, what percentage of teens vape today? Because I figured it was a high number, and of course it is. So from 2017 to 2018, current e-cigarette use defined by use of a of at least once a day in the past 30 days by high school students increased 78%. According and accounting for a troubling 3.05 million American high school students using e-cigarettes in 2018. You know, I, I just wonder how accurate that is because I feel like it's higher. I guess it does depend on the area, but as far as where we went to high school, I feel like, you know... Oh, sure. I feel Arvada, Colorado... And maybe Colorado for the most part. I think that is a huge red zone of, you know, people or teens that are vaping. Oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, maybe it's Montana and the other places like Idaho that are way out in the middle of nowhere where those numbers are smaller. But yeah. definitely in Arvada, Colorado, or at least Denver, it is, you would see like a, like a dark red, just sea, sea of red all over Denver. And then the map would say, like, you know, the amount of people vaping in this area, and it'd be red. You know, green isn't bad. Like, green is really good. No one's vaping. Red is bad. Everyone's vaping. Denver and Arvada would be red because yeah. I can barely name any people that have that, that don't use e-cigarettes or they don't have some sort of nicotine. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, maybe the other, like, 5% or whatever, maybe it's... Because this is just e-cigarettes, because there's other things, too. There's, like, you know, Chew, there's Zins, there's all of this. Yeah, for sure. It definitely doesn't account for that. Yeah, and the movements to get people to stop vaping is just... I don't think it's helping. I'm, I think it's good that they increase the age limit from 18 to 21. I don't think it's helping, though. I really don't. Yeah, people well, when, when, when people are addicted to nicotine, regardless if it's a mild one or a severe nicotine addiction, they're going to find a way to get it. And I've talked to people because, you know, I've asked them, I was like, so what are you doing now that they lifted the, you know, the age to 21? They're like, well, I just asked someone else that's 21, you know, they, they find a way. They don't take no for an answer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They'll definitely find a way. And uh, I mean, I feel like they're going in the right direction. You know, there's only so much they could do. But, like, for me and you, when uh, we were in high school, these things were just coming out, and the adults and the teachers and the FDA didn't really know about this stuff. So people, like, offer you this, a hit of this, like, jewel, and no one knows how extremely addictive it is, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like now teenagers know, like, the cost of what it could potentially lead to because they obviously have friends that have an addiction and they can't go an hour without hitting the vape so they could see that and then maybe they would think oh, maybe I shouldn't hit it once you know because mm-hmm. once it will most likely lead to much more than once yeah you can see the whole uprise at least with me I it was kind of cool to live in the time where <laughs> And I say that as if this was so long ago, but it was only, you know, three or four years ago where I remember I was in a freshman meeting and we were talking about contraband and everything that's not allowed in the school, right? So like guns and knives and all this. And then we got to, you know, um, tobacco and all this, right? And there was a stat that the principal put up on the the huge uh, projector, like smart board thing, right? And it was 5%, I've caught like 5% of the students using um, chew, like tobacco, like grizzly rolls and stuff, right? Yeah. And then fast forward two years later, God, he was so mad. Our principal had a short fuse. So when he had to, you know, give us another speech about, you know, contraband, what's not allowed in the school. And then we got to the whole um, vaping stuff. He had some stat, and I can't remember what it was, but it was like 55% of e-vapes have increased in the past two years or something like that, right? Yeah. And you can tell because, you know, you, you, you talk to your friends, you hang out with them outside, and you they don't even have to be friends. You can It can be someone you're sitting across, someone is sitting across to you in your desk, and they're, you know, the desk is right here, and they're... They're, they're hunching over and they're, you know, they're hitting their vape like, they look like they're sucking their own dick. Yeah, you but know. They're, they're, but they're just vaping so the teacher doesn't see, you know? And that says a lot, the fact that these kids are so addicted that they're willing to hit it right in front of a teacher when they could get suspended or expelled. Right, I just never brought my Zins or anything into school. Yeah, and... I was too scared. You know, I don't think there was a single time past sophomore year I went in the bathroom and there wasn't someone vaping. We literally had security guards at, like all of the bathrooms at all times mm-hmm. because so many kids were just going in there to vape and there were so many memes about it right i remember seeing all these memes where it was it was something like 
So, so why are there toilets in the jewel room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right? Because the bathroom's just a universal safe space where you can vape for yeah, high right. schoolers. And you're, you're absolutely right. I don't recall any times after sophomore year where I went into the bathroom and there wasn't someone vaping unless I was alone, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a huge thing. Absolutely. So how did you get sucked into nicotine? Um, well, I said this before, uh, but obviously it's a long, longer story than what I said because it's brief before. But well, we got time. Um, the sophomore year and all the upperclassmen on the lacrosse team would always hit the jewel. Like, and I, I was like, what is a jewel? Like, a ruby? Like, what mm-hmm. the rock? <laughs> um, I have no idea what they're talking about, but... Um, everyone in the lacrosse team got hooked way before anyone knew what a jewel was or what it did. And I remember trying it for the first time just because everyone else was doing it. I mean, no one like forced me to do it. Um, and I remember the feeling and the feeling you get when you are just starting nicotine is like no other. It really puts you like in another planet. It's, and it's what really gets you addicted is you, you're chasing that first high every time. Sure. Um, but I remember at, literally after the first hit, just always wanting more. And that's all I can remember. And even just hitting it in the bathroom and asking people to hit theirs or running out of piles and feeling like I was going to die. Nicotine addiction is serious. And it's something I didn't really see coming at all. Um, and... All, all of our friends and all the teens really don't. They don't know how powerful this stuff is and what addiction is like because once you get hooked, it I mean, it does not take long at all to get hooked. First few hits, you could be hooked. Like, you're going to go through withdrawals from that. But Absolutely. when you're on it for a while, it is so difficult to stop because it's, it's the only thing you turn to to, like, get the edge off. And it's always there for you, like, instant happiness or whatever you want to call it, it just, and, uh, the feeling, like, your nicotine receptors just crave this stuff, and your brain is wired to, like, need this stuff, it feels like you physically need it, and you can't go without it, and just the feeling of, uh, nicotine withdrawal is absolutely horrid, um, and now everybody's figuring this out, and now they can't get off of it, like, me and you have plenty of friends who still vape, or, chewers in and uh i'm sure when they started they didn't see themselves doing that this far in the future because they realized that it's not that easy to just stop you know and like for me and you we know what it's like to go through that everyone that vapes doesn't want to keep doing it you know no Mm -hmm. one and uh it's so hard to quit like i tried to quit dozens of times uh, feeling every time after a few days it's, it's just so hard uh, but you know once you finally quit it feels like so much weight is off your shoulders and you can enjoy life much better and you're and you don't have that nicotine withdrawal ever and that's the big thing like when you jewel you you can go 30 minutes and just be like getting withdrawal and it's uh, just not a great way to live you know and you don't really 
see that until you finally get off of it because you, you forget what life was like uh, before, you know? And you can definitely relate to that. Like, how, what's your story? How'd you get hooked and how'd you quit? And what were your motives? Um, so I can't remember when I first, when I first said yes, because I remember I first said yes to a jewel. I didn't say yes to a zin or anything like that. It was, I said no so many times that I can't remember which time I said yes, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was playing football, I was in a locker room or something, right? You probably just said yes to the to get them to stop bothering. No, yeah, I did. I just can't remember which time it was because I said no, I shit you not, at least three dozen times. Something like that. Well, that was smart. And, you know, it goes back to what I said. I fucking hate peer pressure. It's a whole thing. The more you say no, I swear the more it just piles on on you. The more you say no, that bigger that wave's going to get and crash in on you. Yeah, the more right? they want you to do it, they're going to force exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, just shut up. Yeah. But I do remember the first time I got hooked. Um, it was Easter of 2016. Yeah, Easter day of 2016. My brother, he uh, he had Zins. And we're going over to my aunt's house. We go over to my aunt's house for Easter every... Well, Easter, right? <laughs> <laughs> every year on Easter. Yeah, every Easter on Easter. <laughs> and he pulls it out and I'm... I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? And he's like, yo, it's Zen, try one. And, you know, it was my big brother. Oh, well, and your brother is like someone you look up to, so exactly. if they do something, you're going to do Yeah, it. exactly. That's spot on, Lito. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. I remember I put in one, and I just got fucking zoinked. Yeah, for real. I, got f I don't know. I When I tried the vape, I never, like, inhaled it, so I don't think I ever got a buzz from it. I was like, yeah. And then I just held it in my mouth, and I was like, <laughs> and then I coughed really <coughs> like yeah, that, right? Yeah. But this, I fully let it, like, digest or whatever you want to call it, right? Saturate. Yeah, saturate. And I was, I was, I'll never forget. Do you ever forget your first high off nicotine or, but no, not high, buzz, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll never forget no. my first buzz. Yeah. And it, I was in the car going to my aunt's house on Easter. I, I had to tell my brother to pull over because I thought I was going to throw up. I don't think I did, but I remember that buzz at least lasted 30 minutes because we're all eating dinner and I wasn't hungry because I was just trying to keep down the zen, you know, yeah. because I was so buzzed. I was sweating like a motherfucker because I thought my family was going to find, I, I looked normal, but I bet my eyes were like, I thought my eyes were really dilated and they might've been, but I don't remember. I thought they were like dilated and everyone's going to recognize I was doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. And I just tried that entire dinner not to throw up. And then it went away like the second half of the dinner. But I was like, that was the greatest fucking buzz of my life. Although I was paranoid and scared as fuck. I was like, that's a nice buzz. Yeah. So that was the first time I got hooked. And then that's when I started getting into Zen. And I started, um, you know, getting addicted to nicotine. And you mentioned this before. Of course, you know, when you do Juul or Vape or Zen, whatever. We all know it's addictive. That's one of the first things you learn about drugs, right? I don't think there was one person who ever took their first hit of nicotine or whatever your, whatever device you took it off of knows that it wasn't addictive. I damn well knew it was addictive the moment I put a zit in my mouth or I tried that jewel hit, right? But we're like, oh, I'll just do it once or twice, you know? I won't get addicted to it. Yeah, exactly. Name, I can't even name one person who just tried it and they never got addicted to it. 
I know one or two people. Sam Bundy, actually. Oh, yeah, I know one or two people, but the only reason was because they got Nick sick. And they were like, oh, I'm never doing this again. Right. Yeah, and one thing just led to another. I got fucking addicted, man. I'll tell you, though, even when up until the point I quit, I don't think I was addicted as most people. Why? Well, because Zins, they are... (laughs) I was so addicted, I knew the firm price of it. A Zin can at Sims Pipe and Tobacco costs $5.12. It used to be four eighty nine actually, and then I don't think it was when they lifted the rule to 21. I think it was the year before that, so what was that, 20, 2019? Yeah, I think, I think yeah, so. Yeah, they lifted it like to $5.12. Okay. Uh, fuck, what was I talking about? <laughs> uh, how, like... I don't know, you talk about the prices in and how you how you said you're not as addicted as most people. Oh, yeah, thank you. See, I, dude, I host this podcast, but I tell you, we, we all, so we, yeah, dude, we all make mistakes. I, we lose our train of thought and everything. And dude, tell me about it. I have the worst short-term memory loss ever. Yeah, for real. Uh, and I was, I've just been busy as fuck today, too. You said you were running around and busy. So was I, man. Yeah. So I was way preoccupied before this, so it wasn't I was you know, preparing for the show like I usually do. I just, oh, yeah. just you broke. came over and I, you know, we jumped right into it. So, yeah, dude, don't worry about it. We all fucking make mistakes and lose our train of thought. But, yeah, so back to the nicotine. Yeah. They, they, they cost $5.12 for a can of Zan. Yeah. A can of Zan. Zan. <laughs> for <Zan>. some Zans. <laughs> Five bucks for some Zans. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know you hooked on Zans. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, they sell dude. Zans at Pipe? Dude, fucking pipe. love Zans. It's my favorite. Yeah. Respect. Oh my god. This is going wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> and there's 15 pouches in a can of Zins. So, yeah. well, how much is in a Jewel Pod? At least 200 hits. So I've heard. I haven't done the math on that. But I think yeah. it's, the average is 250 to 300 hits. And from what I remember from vaping is that I could get fucking buzzed off the one, two, or three hits, right? It only takes one, but most people do two or three just to make sure you got the biggest buzz of your life, right? (laughs) Well, with Zen, it took me when I really grew a tolerance because I started with obviously one Zen, right? Well, then I grew a tolerance to that, so I moved up to two. I put two in my mouth. Well, I grew a tolerance to that, so I put in the three, and then three turned into four. And then at one point, I was putting five zins in my mouth at a That's time. That's a lot of zins. It was a lot, because I grew a tolerance so fast, because my body just, I don't know, I say this all the time, my body just has a natural tolerance to things. Oh, well, nicotine tolerance is a real thing. Like, you know, all these people, when you do nicotine for a few years, you don't do it to get buzzed. You do it so you feel normal again, and you don't feel the withdrawal. Sure. You probably could relate to that yeah and i was i did three buzzes a day so i put in five zins in the morning five zins in the afternoon like maybe five o'clock or something then five at night before i went to bed at like 12 right yeah that was a whole can in a day but needless to say it wasn't vaping so what do kids our age do they They're vaping, but they vape like every 45 minutes. Why? Because it's convenient. They don't have to worry about, you know, well, I only have 15 pouches for the day, right? Yeah. They have over 300 hits for the day. And some people go through an entire fucking pot in a day. Yeah. Well, also, it's, it's, well, 
Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're It's good. much cheaper than Zen. Like, it depends on if you're, like, jewel. It's also jewel. cheaper, yeah, right? Jewel pods are expensive, but still not as expensive as if you were to Zen. But now with all these new electronic cigarettes, you can buy a whole bottle of, like, 55% juice that'll last you exactly for like twenty dollars yeah it's there's like, it's th- like nothing now. yeah there's different strains whatever you want to call it strains. That, <laughs> flavors yeah flavors yeah. or well well no what i'm trying to say is there's different um just forms of like well no there's more powerful ones right like this has this percent of nicotine or this has oh, a yeah. higher percent yeah, yeah what, okay. whatever the word is for that i don't know yeah just like the potency of the nicotine yeah 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 yeah, yeah something like that you you can also adjust that with Zins. You either had three milligrams or six milligrams in each pouch, right? Yeah. So. I gotta thank myself for just doing Zins, and why did I only do Zins and not Vapo? Because I was a track runner, and I didn't. I just don't like putting shit in my lungs, right? Yeah. And that's not to say that I didn't vape because I did. I owned a vape device at one point because they were on sale, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna resell this, and then of course I ended up using it, right? Yeah. So, but. You know, doing Zen through my whole nicotine addiction life was, it, it saved my life. Because, one, I don't think I was getting as much nicotine as the next person with a vape, even though I was putting in five at a time. Yeah. But it helped me control myself. Because if I was doing it every 45 minutes, I, that's how you know, you know, you're, you can distribute, like, or there's different forms of nicotine addiction, right? Yeah. Because I think my form of nicotine addiction is a different to one that is a, a vapor, and he's he or she's addicted to the e-cigarettes. I think those oh, yeah. are two different things. Well, you have different nicotine intakes every day. The more nicotine you have, your the more uh, nicotine you're intaking, obviously you're gonna have worse withdrawals because you're more addicted. You need more of it every day. Exactly. So, so I'm sure. I don't know. I don't want to be biased, but I do think a guy or a girl that just zins their whole, you know, nicotine addiction life as opposed to a guy or girl that uses vape. I feel like the vape has a stronger addiction, but I don't, I don't know. Well, it has more nicotine. Yeah, because even in my prime when I got addicted, I waited at least five hours before I put in my next zin. When I first started, I only did a Zen once a day. I put in one, like, you know, right before lunch during yeah. school. And it's not like you're going to put in a Zen all day. Exactly. Like, this guy that I know, he, he Zins, and he puts one in. He lets he puts one in at a time, and then he lets it ride out for about an hour, and then he just puts the next one in. Yeah. But. Well, let's talk, let's talk about, I think we already talked about, what kid quitting was like. Yeah, yeah, so let's get to that. Um, Why don't you start? Okay. Um, So I did have an underlying motive for quitting. I had this shaking tremor in my arms and legs, like kind of like an 80-year-old man or woman. That's the best way I can describe it. You know when you see like the really elderly in the old homes and they like, they just reach out their hand and they're like shaking like crazy? I remember that. Yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. And, um, I was like, what, what the fuck? What is this? It was, it was something that scared the fuck out of me personally, you know? So I went to the doctors, I went to probably three or four and long story short, they just wouldn't look anything past, oh, it's the fucking nicotine, you know? I mean, they were right though. They were right in a sense. 
But there also could be an underlying condition that they're overlooking. Sure. But I went to five doctors. I don't, I don't want to exaggerate that number. I think I went to four or three, three or four. I didn't go to five. I went to three or four. Did so you go to seven? What? Eight? <laughs> Eight, nine, ten, <laughs> eleven, right? <laughs> Might as well round it up to it. Well, well, yeah, well, you know, the first two I didn't want to listen. I was like, no, it's not the fucking nicotine. Come on. Like, don't you think if it was the nicotine, it would have started when I first started doing Zins or whatever, you know? Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And then after the third one, I was, it was the, the third and fourth one, it was the same fucking thing. They just, they wouldn't even look at anything else. Like, they did blood tests and everything, but that that came back fine. So they're like, yeah, it's the fucking nicotine. Yeah. So that's when I was inspired to quit. A little bit. Not I can't, enough. I, I can't remember what came first. Well, that should have been enough, and I think it was enough. I can't remember which what came first the inspiration from the shaking tremor or just i looked at it from a ethological standpoint if that makes sense yeah so i think five months like summer of 2020 is when i tried to quit the first time yeah and that didn't work. I tried to quit a second time. That didn't work. I think the third or fourth time is when I actually succeeded. But I think the first real reason why I wanted to quit was because I was just so tolerant to it that I wasn't getting buzzed anymore. Yeah. I was putting Zins in just because I was simply addicted. There was no other reason. I was not getting buzzed no matter how many I put in. And towards the end of my nicotine addiction life, I wasn't putting in five, but I was... I went down all the way to two, but I just was not getting butts. It wasn't worth it, right? Yeah. And then I thought about this from a money standpoint. Well, how much money am I wasting? In my prime addiction, I was going through a can a day, right? Which is $5.12. So if I was buying a can every day, that adds up to $1,868 a year on fucking nicotine, dude. Could be a lot worse, honestly. It could be. But I don't know. It could be much better as well. There was, it was kind of a, it was a trade off. Well, I'm not putting this in my lungs, but I'm spending way more money to keep it out of my lungs, yeah, right? Because yeah. I easily could have switched to vape and then saved at least half that money, probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but I just was too keen on, you know, saving my lungs for track and this and that. I mean, I'd rather spend that much money than have permanent lung damage. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, quitting is just, it's easier said than done, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's, I can't remember what really just rolled it over. I remember trying to convince you to do it. And yeah. it was right before you did it. Yeah, so the first day I went, the, or the first time I tried to quit, this was, I tried to quit two times in summer of 2020. One, I did seven days, and then I just went back to it. And then the other time was like two months later, and it was ten days. And I remember, I think I just gave up on it because I was like having a shitty day. I don't know why. I can't remember because it was so long ago. But I just remember I was having a shitty day, and I was like, bro, Zen sounds really good right now, you know? You were so close. You know, you passed the hardest part. Right? But, it was just one day like that. You know, having... The thing about having a nicotine addiction is that you depend on it. 
Like, I was depending on that to be a stress reliever, you know? And that's why I broke the seven. I, The both times I tried to quit, I broke, like, the seven or ten-day streak, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I just had a shitty day both those times, and I just went back to it. And then I, I didn't try to quit until, like, October of 2020. And I went out to California to visit Jack... Jack Hole, my friend. You, yep. you, you know him, right? Yep. Yeah, he was at the Floyd versus Mayweather fight. The Floyd versus Mayweather. <laughs> I say that. You said dude, that in I the say, last... I say that every time. You said that in the last podcast. That's so funny. Yeah, the Floyd versus... Pa- Floyd versus Logan. Yeah, I say that. <laughs> That's so funny. It's because Jack keeps saying this to me. It's like, it's getting really Floyd up in this Mayweather or May up in this weather or something. And it just, every fucking time... I'm like, yeah, Floyd versus Mayweather, bro. That's so fun. Yeah, he's fighting himself. (laughs) Uh, What were you saying? Well, I remember I wasn't going to be able to buy nicotine out there because I... Or no, I was. But I just bought it here for some reason because I thought it was going to be... I wouldn't be accessible by car. So I stocked up on Zins to go on that trip, right? And it was like $31 for five cans. Yeah. And then, even when I was out there and I was having fun and stuff, I still wasn't getting buzzed, man, at all. Yeah. And I even had a couple drinks, and, I mean, that's why people crave nicotine at a party, right? Like, you know, they get drunk, and for some reason, whenever you have nicotine while you're drunk, the buzz is, like, ten times, like, stronger or something. Yeah, well, you crave it more when you're drunk, I feel like. Oh, you you absolutely do. And side note, this is one of the great things about quitting nicotine is that I, you know, I go to parties and I like, you know, just chillax and have fun with my friends. And I see, you know, I see just drunk guys and girls are like, bro, do you like, bro, do you have some nicotine? Like, I just, I just need a hit right now, you know? And just over and over. And I'm like, over and over. And I, I was never that cringy about it but there's definitely times i'd be so like yo bro you got like a you got like a zen or anything you know yeah and a lot of people have asked me the same thing and i think that's one of the best things about quitting nicotine is that you don't have that craving anymore yeah even when you're drinking you're like yeah i don't it's just it's not a thing i ever think about anymore yeah but anyway i was in i only had like a couple drinks out there but even then, I was I still wasn't feeling anything, like nothing. I was completely oblivious to it, you know. And then I come back, and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna quit. We're done." And one day led to another. I fucking did it. One it, hard day led led to another hard day, and after a lot of days. Well, yeah. I just, I'm a really determined man, and I have a strong mindset. Yeah, I yeah. do. That's one of the, that's one of the great qualities I have about myself. Yeah. So when I kept putting my brain to the task, you know, days just kept passing, and then I was free of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really disciplined, dedicated, and just really motivated by shit. You know. Yeah. And I think, just when I got back to Cal to Colorado, I was like, well, this is this is the last straw. I don't see a reason to do this anymore and every time because the first two weeks were hard i remember day five i did not sleep at all that night i didn't well i mean 
a side effect of withdrawal is insomnia. So. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, I'm going to go get a... No, keep going. Okay, I'm going to go get a can of Zen, right? Yeah. Well, thankfully, I was up in Gunnison at the time. There was nothing open 24 hours, and it was 5 a.m., so nothing was open. Thank God, because I wanted one so bad, because I couldn't sleep, and I just kept thinking, I was like, well, you know, Zen might help. Like, obviously, I knew it wouldn't help, but it just sounded so good. Yeah, your brain trying to play tricks on you. But here's what the mindset I had when I was quitting. I was like, it's not worth the money. You are paying $5.12 to get something that you'll never achieve again, which is what? Just nicotine buzz, right? Yeah. That's something, when you have that mindset, you're like, be strong, don't let some fucking bullshit substance control you. That's why I also hate it. It controlled my life. It controlled my wallet, you know, of all things, right? Well, it's inevitable when you have an addiction. Right? Well, I never zinned in front of people because I always had to gut it. And then I get the hiccups. And then, you know, also my mouth was just always full because I constantly had to gut that shit, right? Yeah. So I always, I always did it in private, if that makes sense. And I'd always, you know, cut it early with hanging out with friends or doing this just because I wanted to go home and have a buzz to myself, right? Yeah. And I was like, seriously? Like, you're you're going to let this substance, like, you know, take you away from having fun with your friends and all this and that, right? Yeah. But I was like, you don't need it. And even if you do, even if you want it so bad, like, oh, what is that going to do? You're going to break the streak and then you're not going to get buzzed at all. Because I remember you know, after 10 days and I broke that streak, you know, last, when I broke that streak, you know, last in the summer or whatever, right? I still didn't get buzzed after those 10 days. I felt fucking nothing. I was so, I had such a high tolerance to nicotine that just nothing was going to fix it besides vaping, but I just didn't want to go that route either. Yeah. And then, bam, we are here in what? June? Yep. Let's say... Ninth. Of course, it's the ninth. I swear to God, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I quit October 9th. I remember... I don't know if you remember the day you quit. I did because I was... It's a big... I I just knew when I was going to... For some reason, I knew. I was like, okay, I'm not going to withdraw... Or I'm not going to go back. I just knew from that day, October 9th, I was like, you're done. You know? Yeah. And that wasn't... To say that wasn't hard, because it was. Yeah. I will say this. This is not a podcast episode to, you know, get people to quit nicotine. I I mean, I think it's a smart idea, but I'm not going to be this guy over here and say that that your life is going to be 1,000 times better, that everything's going to be fixed in your life. No, that's bullshit. Yeah. Here's, Here's what quitting nicotine did for me. I'm not thinking about it anymore, which you can rate your sense of relief on that. I'll relate, I'll rate my relief about probably a seven or eight. I think the relief is nice, not, you know, thinking about, okay, I just threw out my Zen. I got to have another, I get, have to wait another five hours till my next buzz, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the sense of relief is nice. What it, what it is for me though, is, you know, saving $1,800 a year. That's what it is for me. Because I can't believe I was wasting so much money on something that wasn't even worth it. And it's one thing if you're getting buzzed, but I wasn't getting buzzed anymore. Yeah, and that's one motive is the money for sure. But for Mm -hmm. me, 
it's more about just how you feel all the time. You feel much better. And I just hated being anxious mm-hmm. all the time because I was going through withdrawal or I was hitting it. Like, there was no nothing else. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to save all that money, but really that's what matters to me. Yeah, but. I... My unhot take on it is that I don't feel like a brand new man or something like that. I just feel, I don't feel the addiction anymore. Like, it, you know, I don't feel the cravings for it. That's all gone. It's out of my life. It's, it's as if I was the same person I was before I started nicotine, if that makes any yeah. sense. Well, and think about I just hated when you started nicotine was though. So that was a long time ago. Yeah. I just hated how all the doctors and all this said like, you know, you're going to, you're going to feel like a brand new man. And, you know, your whole life is going to change in this and that. And I guess that's true in a sense. But when you say, like, you know, it's going to be life-changing, I was like, okay. You know, which it is. Like, it's life-changing for you and it was life-changing for me. But I don't think it's something to where it's going to cure this or that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I definitely can relate to that. Yeah. I remember thinking I was on the phone with my mom every day because she helped me through it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be, like, at the two-week mark, I was going to be done. Fuck no, dude. I think it was three or four weeks where I was finally, like, free of it. Because I still remember the two-week... I still remember the three-week mark. I was like, fuck, dude, this still isn't over yet? Yeah, people think Cause, it's Because like... I, I was still craving it, you know? Oh, absolutely. I was like, it's not, it's not fucking done yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not done for... People think it'll be two weeks and you'll feel much better. No, it's mm-hmm. it's a commitment for sure. But once you're committed and you get to that point, you're motivated to just keep going. Even if it's hard, you know you can do it. Right. Well, you know what's good about me and you is that we quit so early. Yeah, I mean... It's just sad. You know what's sad is that... Are you even... You're like 20, aren't you? I'm 19. You're 19? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It's so cringy. To say that we quit nicotine at such a young age, you know? Yeah, well, think think about how long we did it, though. Yeah. We started so Well, it's early. cringy to say that we even did nicotine, period, is what I just should have said, you know? Yeah. That we're all, like... And it's not just me and you. It's at least 80, 80 to 85% of my friends. I don't know about you. No, me too. It's, like, it's one thing to say... Um, or, I guess this is how I think of it and how I thought of it is... The longer you're on this, the harder it's going to be to get off. Fucking the sooner, amen. The sooner the better. So, Well, did you have any symptoms? What What do you mean? Of uh, just from the nicotine? From from quitting nicotine, like the first couple oh, of weeks. Oh, you mean like withdrawal symptoms? Yeah. Oh, any withdrawal absolutely. Symptoms? Oh, yeah. Um, insomnia for sure. I just, I couldn't sleep unless I almost overdosed on Benadryl, I, I swear. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, just the basic nicotine withdrawal symptoms just always craving just wanting to hit it so bad and Mm -hmm. just so anxious and your brain is like just way off whack because it's like give me give me the team sure sure Um, you know and it's just it's really hard to describe unless you have been through it Mm -hmm. and you know i have a lot of respect for people that have quit nicotine and I still have respect for people that are on it because it is not easy. It's not easy. It is too easy to just be comfortable with where you are and just keep it going because it is so hard. 
Well, it's one of those great crutches, right? Yeah. I mean, people and scientists say, like, well, this is going to cause stress. That's true, but when you're, like, addicted in the heart of it, it's a stress reliever in a sense. It, it was both for me. When I did it, like, I, I remember I would always just have one after writing a long paper. I was like, fuck, yeah, finally. It was kind of like a reward system for me, you know? Yeah. But it also caused stress. I was, you know, like, a couple hours after, I'm like, well... I'm just getting more addicted to this, you know? So it was kind of like exactly. a, it was both for me. It was stress relieving, but it was also stressful. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. Cause be, because it relieves your stress, but at the same time in the back of your mind, you're stressed because you know, you can't get off of it and you're dependent on it and you know that you, you need to stop it, but it's like your only source of relief at the time. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, me, I don't think I experienced any withdrawal systems besides cravings. Like, obviously, I was craving it. Well, the cravings are really bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's a pretty severe symptom, I feel like. They were bad, but for people that are trying to quit, here's what you should do. Go on runs. This is what I did when I was trying to quit. I went on a three- to five-mile run every day. And I'm telling you, there's something, and, you know, I'm not spitting on my ass here. This is actual facts. There's something about when you're lifting weights or you're running short or long distance that your serotonin and your dopamine levels increase like a motherfucker and you can actually get a high from it not like a weed high or like obviously or anything crazy like that no nothing like that but you know like a serotonin and dopamine high if that makes any sense i have never felt so good and accomplished after a run like obviously you feel accomplished after running right yeah but there's something so rewarding about it there's some there's something in your brain that is just firing on all cylinders of like fuck yeah dude that's awesome good for you you know that's yeah. what i felt when i went on a run every day when i quit nicotine and i was i was i started at like 1 mile and then i moved up to 5 and a half i wish i would have kept going to be honest but i'm telling you that's one of the best distractions you can ever have oh absolutely because another thing about it is once you're so exhausted after that run, you don't even feel like hitting a vape or anything like that because one, the reward was so great from the run, but two, you, you're, you're just going to feel like even more dog shit after that run, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, pick up a hobby that'll help you distract it because what is the biggest, you know, enemy of cravings is, at least for me, it was boredom. Whenever I was bored, I was like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with someone so I can get distracted from hitting it right yeah and you know while i was at western it was either watching the bachelorette or yeah i'm not a huge fan of that show but <laughs> at least i could watch it with people that you know could help me stay away from that shit um i watched some sports as well yeah. just anything um, that you enjoy to get your mind off of it because yeah you're not going to quit nicotine by laying in bed, doing nothing, thinking, oh. Keep, you got to keep like, yourself distracted, man. Whether oh, it's absolutely. school or lifting or running or yeah. drawing or coloring. Yeah, well, it's Go out and get a color book, man. Yeah, do something you enjoy. It's scientifically proven that exercise helps with jaw symptoms. Like, and it, it's not like a little bit. It helps like a million percent. Uh, how I quit, I mean, not how I quit, but 
very big thing that helped me quit was just exercise because it's the only thing that made me feel good. At sure. least the happy chemicals that usually I would depend on nicotine to do. And uh, it just helped me get past the hardest times. And like you were saying, just hang out with friends. Really anything to get your mind off of it. Sure. Just distract yourself. Uh, and you just got to think like, yeah, you're distracting yourself now, but if you if you just keep it going then one day you won't need to distract yourself with all this or sure you know it's it's just it's worth it it's so worth it it's i guess i kind of i kind of underplay the sensation of not needing it anymore but it's it's so true the sensation of just I almost forgot what it was like to be addicted to nicotine until we started this podcast, to be honest. Oh, it's, you know what? The it's, only time I'm ever reminded of it is when you and me are hanging out with our friends and they're, you know, just begging for a buzz or something. Because I've been, when I go back to that realm and, like, I'm at a birthday party or whatever, and I just see, like, all these drunk guys and girls just begging me or someone else for nicotine, I'm like, fuck, dude. You know, it's I'm sad. so glad I'm not there anymore. Exactly. You know, that I didn't really never think about what life was like with that, but when we hang out with our friends and see that, I'm like, wow. Yeah, for real. I, I know what they're feeling, and I'm so glad I don't. Do you ever get it. cravings go back to it when you're hanging out with them? Um, no, I don't. Uh, you know, I used to, when I was trying to quit, I would see them hitting it, and I was like, oh, man, I really want that, but now it's yeah, just Yeah, I like, do want to touch on that. So when... If you're trying to quit, do you think you should, like, veer from hanging with your friends, like, completely? Because most likely they'll probably be vaping. Yeah. Or do you think you should surround yourself with a group that, you know, doesn't vape or... Because for me, I, I did Zen, and that's probably the most unpopular form of nicotine by far. Because everyone vapes, right? Yeah. So for me, hanging around people that vaped, that wasn't a problem with me. Because I never had a hankering to ask because, of, you know... I don't vape, right? Yeah. If I was hanging around with people with Zen, that might have been a different story, but I don't know what that's like because I'm apparently the only one on this planet that ever Zen. Uh, I mean, it definitely helped the fact that, I mean, because not many people Zen, so you're not going to hang out with a lot of people that are doing it. Exactly. But uh, for anyone out there that is trying to quit, definitely, well, I guess it depends on uh, who you are and your mindset, but if you can't be around it without asking or then don't hang out with those friends for just for a few weeks it's not that long you know um for me i still hung out with my friends when they were doing it and it didn't help obviously but mm -hmm. i wasn't i was still um you know just i knew that i couldn't hit it and i was on a mission and uh really just uh i don't know what the word is but yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody for sure, but I would definitely recommend not seeing those people because it's not going to make it easier. I agree. But it's only for a few weeks. It's not like you're getting away from those friends completely because eventually your cravings yeah, will be gone. Yeah, for real. And you won't feel that pressure when you see them. Uh, yeah, for real. Or at least um, hang around with the support system that knows that you're trying to quit oh, so absolutely. they can hold you to it, even yeah. if they're vapors. But I would recommend probably not hanging out with vapors because i feel like that'd be hard yeah. i and i don't know dm me or dm Lido. we'll help you guys out i mean i think the biggest part is having a support system people that can hold you accountable 
but also hanging around a support system, people that have already quit or that or, or just don't vape, period. I think I, you should hang around a really, like, supportive group. I totally agree with that. Because um, sometimes you can't hold yourself accountable. You know, yeah, like, you're yeah just it's like, the hardest you're thing. You're like, you know what, I need it. But I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you know what? You know what I really fucking hated? What? Is when people... This ha- I was in so many group chats where people threw their vape device out the window. They're like, I'm quitting. Just to get another one? Yeah, just to get another one. It was so misleading. They're like, they're like, what? No, I'm not quitting nicotine. I'm just getting a new device. And I'm like, the f- what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense. There was, it was a huge trend, right? At least for me, there were so many people that were driving on the highway. They're like, goodbye. Like, they named their jewel or whatever. And they threw it out the window, and I was so proud of them. I'm like, bro, you're fucking quitting. Let's go. Yeah. And then hours later, they go get a new device, and I'm and I'm yeah. like, w- w- why is this a trend? Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'll talk about my story of how I quit, just to go over it briefly. Sure. Yours was pretty in-depth, but I feel like you kind of touched on everything that goes with it. Um, but for me, I remember my date, too, because it's a big day. When, you're, when you have an addiction... Uh, for we had an addiction for at least four years right yeah uh you know it's a big day when you quit and it's actually your last day i remember it was uh july 17th 20 it was 2020 wow i can't believe it uh dude you're almost coming up on a year yeah i know that's fucking awesome time really flies um and i remember as everyone does i tried to quit dozens of times just to you know I don't think Just that's a, the worst thing, though. I mean, name one person that quit on their first time. It took oh, me... Oh, no, you can't. I you think were, three is exaggerating it. I probably tried four or five, but I I firmly believe three. I don't know. It was so long ago. Yeah, well, it's one thing... It definitely helped me cut down because I uh, realized that, yes, I had an addiction and I was dependent on it and I didn't want to be. And, you know, what it really takes is for you to have motives and... My motives were I just, I wanted to feel better. I didn't want to let something control my life like it does. And it's inevitable. Like, it controls your life. If you have an addiction, it absolutely controls your life. And, uh, um, you know, like, I had the shakes and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I had some uh, health concerns going on, I guess. Uh, just everything with nicotine. But those really wasn't the main thing for me the main thing was i just wanted to feel better and i didn't want to depend on this anymore mm-hmm. um so i remember july 17th through probably august 17th was absolute hell it got better after two weeks but those first two weeks were just horrid but i did have a support group around me like my friends that knew what i was doing so they wouldn't let me hit it if i asked or uh stuff like that and uh once I got through it, I remember when me and you would go boating, and I was a month clean, and you were like, man, I'm so proud of you, and I'm like, oh yeah, my and God. I was like, I totally remember what you're talking I about, remember that, I forgot about yeah. that, and uh, I was like, well, thanks, man, I appreciate that, and I was like, I know you could do it, you know, I, I know you could do it, because you were thinking about quitting for a while, I was, yeah, because you were having those adverse health I was literally that guy, I was, like, the moment I realized I was probably 
I don't know, my whole lifetime I was like, okay, I'm not addicted, I should stop, but I'm not going to. I was that guy, I was like, well, I can do it for a couple months, I won't get addicted. Oh, everybody And then of course, that. yeah, then of course it leads to, okay, I'm addicted, right? It's just... It was, it was anxiety the whole time. And that's when, you know, literally some, since like the first time I took a Zen, I was like, fuck, you know? Because I just, I know I have that addictive personality. I can get addicted to shit, you know? I'm addicted to like working out and this and that, you know? Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing, is you can always say, oh, I'm not addicted, or oh, I'll quit someday, but mm-hmm. you really need to identify that, yes, you are addicted. You can't go... You have to. You can't go a day without this. Lying to yourself is just going to make it ten times worse. But it's so easy, and yeah. that's why people don't quit. Right? At least with some of my friends, they admit it. They just don't want to quit. It, like, yeah. at least you're not lying to yourself. Lying to yourself is ten times worse. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but I just remember the first time, like, I realized I was addicted. I was like, fuck, I gotta quit. And that was probably, like, I don't know. To realize when I was truly addicted probably think, wasn't too long, but I just, I don't know. I'm just fucking spewing out words at this point. But I just remember at some point in my road, I was like, okay, we gotta get off of this. And then it took me at least two or three years, you know? Yeah, for sure. To say sure. no. Yeah, and, uh... So I remember talking to you, saying, yeah, you can you can do it, man. I believe in you, and it's totally worth it, and it's going to be hell. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but... And then I remember that day, or I don't know if it was that day. Um, I thought it was, but you're saying it was in October that you quit. Yeah, I Maybe quit October 9th. It was so weird. I just decided it out of... Well, not out of nowhere. It's uh, Every time I like put a zit in my mouth, I knew I was like, I need to quit. But I just never did. But it was weird. I just decided a random day. I was like, all right, today's the day. No more saying I'm going to do this. And then, you know, another day passes and another day passes, you know? Yeah, and I remember talking to you. And from my eyes, it was clear that you wanted to quit. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you did. You have really strong willpower. And uh, it's not an easy thing to do. But I'm, I'm really proud of you for that. Well, uh, thank you. Well, I'm proud of you too, man. Yeah, I mean, we... We were yeah, went through this together. Well, I mean, hoping... we both had underlying reasons. And by the way, I should touch on that some of it was nicotine, but most of it was just lack of sleep and pre-workout because my pre-workout has a lot of fucking caffeine. And, oh. and well, well, I also quit pre-workout for a little bit because, you know, well, it wasn't the nicotine. Well, what else can it be, right? Yeah, I actually quit everything. Like, when I was quitting for a couple months, I didn't drink. I didn't, like... Mm-hmm. smoke weed or anything because right. uh it, it doesn't help you know maybe it helps in the moment but the next day it, you're just feeling even worse so you just gotta take some time focus on yourself and uh just think about who you want to be you don't want no one wants to be addicted to nicotine like right you know well my friend likes to put it this way and i think it's a good point he's like i don't want to be the one in my 30s that needs to stop what they're doing to go out and have a smoke or a zen. Or I don't want to be that guy who just popped out a kid and he's still vaping, right? Yeah, nobody wants to, but Fuck it's... no. Do you know how cringy that would be? Just, you know, you popped out your first child and, you're, and you have to step out of the room because you got to vape, right? Yeah, for people trying to quit, that's a good thing to think about. You know, and right. it's, it's never going to get easier. Right. I tried... <laughs> well, I tried a little bit in this podcast to not make it a pretty much how-to video on a quit i just wanted to share oh, our experiences not. on it but yeah. no it's this is basically like <laughs> well, we basically transition into a, eh. well we're talking about like 
Well, obviously, uh, the people listening to this don't have to listen to us. We're just saying that, you know, it's even though it may not seem like it, it's possible and it's worth it. Well, people look down on you. I can, I can tell some friends just kind of just look down on me because they're jealous that, like, I kind of quit or whatever, you know? Because maybe they're thinking about it too, but it just didn't happen. You know, for people that think like that, I just say, you can do it too. I know everyone can, can do, do it. it. You know, and, and if you're, you know what, if anyone out there is thinking about it, and you've been thinking, like, about how you, if you think you need to, and you think that you're just dependent on it, it will make your life so much better just to know that you can get off of it. Like, mm-hmm. when, and for me, it was just a big, like, I was always in my head, like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, get off of this. I feel like I'm never going to, and this is going to be how I am the rest of my life, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't a video saying, or a podcast saying, go quit, so much better, like, at least we're... I'm not trying to make like that. We're just telling our Yeah, I'm not trying to make like that either. But you know what? Like, if we're making a podcast that says that message, oh, fucking yeah. darn. Boo-hoo. Yeah. You know how many... I saw a video today where, you know, it's that truth.com thing or quit.com. I think that's actually a great way to start getting people to quit now. Yeah, you got re- yeah, lots like, of resources for sure. Yeah, there's lots of resources. And the ad I saw today was truth or quit.com, whatever it is, something like that. And it was literally this, it was a hit video. It almost was like a TikTok in a way where it was like a tweet where it said, I lost my vape at a party. I guess it's my sign to quit. And then, you know, there's, he has like 10 signs he's hanging up and it says you should quit. You know, I think there's, I think that site's really cool because they're making it a trend on social media to quit. Well, it's, well, it's to quit e-cigarettes. I think it should just be to quit nicotine, period. I think they should change that, but you know what? Yeah. Well, here's my take on it. You can have all the resources in the world, but you're never going to quit if you you don't have, like, the willpower. Like, it's all... You need to want it at the end of the day. You need to want it, and uh, you need to find your motives for wanting to get off of it that it's enough to get through the hard times because you know it will be worth it sure. yeah and again i i was at an advantage because i've just always been a determined like goal-setting guy for myself right that's that's a great characteristic and, yeah and that's not to say that i didn't fail again i told you i've i tried to quit like three or four times for yeah. that that didn't it, work well it's not to say that you need that trade to quit right and yeah. you know that's one that's the point i wanted to get to there are so many just resources and tools you can use so for people that don't have like huge determinism, I think the best thing to do for yourself is make that for yourself. One, hold yourself accountable. Two, if you can't, tell your family around you that the the people that you're living with, tell them I'm quitting nicotine. Don't if you see if I, like if I'm feeling down or I want or if I come to you for nicotine, like slap me in the face or something or like give me support, right? Yeah. So, hold yourself accountable. Get, get major support from your friends, your family, whatever it is. Two, there's so many things you have. I'm pretty sure 100% of the people listening to this podcast have like a $1,000 phone in their pocket. Make it make it your screensaver. Put like, I don't know, uh, you know, day one of quitting and then change it every day. Or I don't need this nicotine. Put that as your screensaver. Put a reminder in your phone every day, like, you don't need this nicotine. You're fucking yeah. done, Just right? take it day by day, and every day, 
take pride, you're a day closer. Yeah, it. Oh my God, the first three weeks are so. That was that was the longest three weeks of my life, yeah. man. Well, it's not easy, but I don't want to like. Yeah, it's not easy. Like, I mean, come on, everyone knows that though. That it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And I think, I just think what's great about quitting now, is that you're not going to experience huge withdrawals in the future. Me, I, I picked the day, October 9th, I went cold turkey. All, all the doctors that I went to, they're like, well, you're probably going to have to veer off or else, you know, you're going to... They seriously thought I was going to, like, experience seizures or, like, you know, the typical shakes and insomnia. And what stuff. is good to Well, I mean, off. I was already shaking, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. I was already sleep... I was already not sleeping anyway, so I wouldn't know that either. So, I, I honestly want to say the only withdrawal symptom I ever felt was just cravings. I don't think... I experienced any other symptoms, and if they were, they were so mild, I barely noticed it, right? Yeah. I think you got, I think people that our age, they have to think about quitting now into the next couple years, like at least the next two years you should think about quitting, because if not, you're going to have to like go through an actual treatment plan, yeah. not like rehab, but like what? You're going to have to go through like a treatment plan where you slowly decline of how much you're using, and that's going to take like six months to a year. Yeah, I mean, I would. You advise, and me were done in like three weeks. Yeah, I would advise to at least try to taper off if you're thinking about it, uh, but you just gotta think. It, like it's one thing you gotta do. If not, you know, it's yeah, not gonna get easier. Real. And it just sucks because why? Most of us are in college. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And you know, I will say this about nicotine. If you just started it, like I don't think you should. Like if you don't want to quit, I don't think you should. I, yeah, mean, I mean, it's yeah, it's not it's, like it's, you have. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The buzzes were fun. They were nice. Yeah, it was nice. And the thing about being young is you can you can do whatever you want for a little bit and not have huge consequences over it, right? Yeah. But when you're doing it over prolonged years, like half a decade or less or more, whatever you want to say, it gets to that detrimental point to where you might be harming your body in the future. Yeah. You just got to think it's going to catch up to you. If it's not today, it will in the future. Um, and, you know, I feel like... I mean, it's just better to quit before you get those adverse health effects. Like, what if you... It really is. It's like, better to quit, like... Before it gets... Yeah. Like, worse than you get, like, a blood clot or something, or, like, heart attack or something. Yeah, for real. You know? Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, sweet, man. I mean, we've been talking for, like, an hour and, like, ten minutes or something. Yeah, man. Time really flies in this podcast, but... Yeah, for it was, real. Uh, it was nice being on. It was nice to talk to you, man. I always love talking to you. Uh, I'm actually really surprised that we talked about nicotine this whole time. I thought we were yeah, for real. Talk about something else, but we'll have to do another podcast sometime. Fuck sure. yeah, man. Yeah, I wanted to touch on more topics, but uh, before the podcast started, I told you like I got my equipment today and I tried setting that up. That's a big fucking pain in my ass. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, and then, you know, we recorded on the MacBook for 10 minutes, now we're recording on the iPad. So yeah. I was kind of way too hung up on trying to get this shit to work. And for people that are listening, I still didn't get it set up, but hopefully next podcast I will. I was hoping you were going to be the first one, but... It's all good, man. Computers are just not my stronghold. They aren't. They are... I can do iPhones and Samsungs and any phone but if it's a fucking computer like you lost me right yeah i don't blame you yeah well sweet uh i always tell my guests like if you want to give out like any your social media thing you can but you don't have to uh i mean i don't i don't really care i guess 
I really care about my followers, or, but if you want to follow me, you can. I mean, my Instagram is uh, Lido Albiani, L-I-D-O-A-L-B-I-A-N-I. So, uh, feel free if you have any questions or... Yeah, fuck yeah. DM us if y'all got any questions or yeah, comments or for whatever. for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, sweet, man. Thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Fuck yeah, let's do it again. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Under the Sun. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to help spread the word. You can also follow Evan for more cool content on Instagram at evan.dixon.22. Until then, we'll see you under the sun. Peace!